Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane, a mother of two living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. This week, I talked to the founder of Yumble Meal Delivery Service, Joanna Parker. After a busy day, parents desire to connect with their families and not spend time rushing around shopping for groceries and all the mess that comes with cooking and cleanup. Joanna's goal has always been to lighten the load for parents so that they have more quality time with their families. Today, Joanna will be speaking to the simplification of mealtimes with Littles. She'll encourage us to see that the idea of eating healthy doesn't have to equate to a struggle, even with the pickiest of eaters. As always, before we get to the interview, I wanted to encourage you to pause and head over to iTunes and leave a rating room review if you haven't yet. I cannot stress how helpful it is for you to do so. It allows others to find the podcast, which in turn helps me to bring you quality content and creators on the show. This week's review is from Miss Alyssa. She says, so inspiring. Continuing my decluttering journey with my first ever yard sale, I decided to use the proceeds to benefit a local foster closet. I turned my clutter into 11 new pairs of sneakers to be donated. It makes me want to minimize even more. Alyssa, that's amazing and very inspiring, and I think it's just such a wonderful way to bless someone through your journey of minimalism, so I applaud you for all of that. And now for my interview with Joanna. Hi, Joanna. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us and taking the time out of your schedule to be with the Minimalist Moms podcast. It's my pleasure. I'm honored to be on. Well, I've given listeners just a broad overview of who you are, but I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your work. Sure. So I am the founder of a company called Yumble. Yumble is a weekly subscription of fully prepared, healthy, delicious meals designed just for kids. And Yumble's mission is really to allow children all across America to have access to healthy, delicious food, but also to make parents' lives a lot easier. I am also the mom of three very adorable young children. How old are your children? They are nine, seven, and four. Okay, so you kind of have a variety of life stages that you're in right now with them. Exactly. Well, before we get into the topic at hand, the simplifying mealtimes with our children, I want to know what started this process in you creating the Yumble Meal Delivery Service? How did the idea come to you? The idea really came to me out of my own personal pain point. I was, you know, at the time, my kids were five, three, and one. And I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was really struggling day after day to get healthy food that I was both proud of and that my kids actually enjoyed on the table in front of them every single day. And I felt like I was slaving away in the kitchen and I was doing too much and it wasn't, it was to no avail. And so I turned to my husband and I said, there's got to be a simpler solution. I can really relate to feeling that way, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners can as well. And I think that actually helps me transition into my first question for you. And I would love to know your thoughts around mom guilt and mealtimes. As you said, you wanted to provide your children with healthy food each day, but it felt as though you were doing too much. And I think when we can compare ourselves to things that we're seeing on social media or just other moms in our community, we hear how oh, my child's eating avocado toast with hemp seeds on it. And maybe there was a point when Charlotte, my my daughter, was eating such things. She is the pickiest eater now. And it's hard to compare yourselves when you're seeing what other children are eating. So how would you say that we can conquer this mom guilt that we have around mealtimes? So I think it's really hard these days with everything on social media. You know, people are 
much more inclined to post the the beautiful, unrealistic photos of their life. And I think moms have to really rally together. And something that Yumbo really promotes is the honest lifestyle and that it's not always going to be perfect. And I think moms have to accept that no one is perfect. No mom is perfect. Every mom does things differently. Um, and it's, it's okay to feel guilty sometimes because that is definitely part of being a mom. But we should remember when we start feeling that that emotion that uh, we're, we are doing a great job and we're doing the best that we can. And there will be moments when we just feel a little inadequate. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's been a struggle because my daughter ate, and honestly, even my son too, they used to eat so much more when they were maybe 12 to 18 months. And now they've just become so picky. The other important thing to really remember, especially just around mealtime, is kids go through different stages. And so just because around 18 to 24 months, which is the most common time for children to develop sort of what we like to call picky eating habits, they will outgrow it. It's like every other milestone in childhood. You know, no parents are posting pictures of their kids having accidents during potty training, but then they post pictures when they've successfully completed it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really about remembering that picky eating is, a, is another milestone that parents have to help their children overcome. And just because they're not eating avocado toast today, I, I bet you in, in a couple months, they'll be back on it. And it's, we really have to just keep introducing the foods and without the frustration and the kind of intense guilt around it. Mm -hmm. So in dealing with picky eaters, how do we serve them appropriate meals without becoming short order cooks? Because I don't want them to necessarily go hungry, but I'm also not trying to make various meals for each individual. Of course. So what I always say is, um, especially it depends on the age of the kids, but if your kids are young and you want them to continue to try new foods, always have one food at the meal that you know they're going to eat. That way, you you know they won't go hungry. But then in, include something else that might be a little bit riskier. And if they don't eat that, move on. Try it again the next day. And until they kind of accept it, don't make a big deal about it. But as long as you have one meat, one food at the meal that is sort of a guaranteed win, then you can rest assured that they're at least eating something. But I think as soon as we get into the habit of, oh, they didn't want to eat this for dinner, I'm going to go and make something else. Kids are smart and they can be manipulative. So we need to, they, they realize that they're kind of controlling you and we don't want to get into that habit. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of come to my own conclusions with this, that if they're hungry, they will eat. <laughs> so hundred percent. Yeah. So even though not everything on their plate might be the most appetizing, if they're actually starving, which I know that's an extreme word to use, but if they're really that hungry, they're going to eat at least something or pick at it. Definitely. And the other thing to remember is that, you know, you have to look at the whole day or even the whole week as like their full diet. And so individual meals, if one is a clunker, it's not the end of the world. They're like you said, they're not starving. They're just, you know, possibly not quite as hungry or they're cranky or something else is going on. And it's just one meal of, of many. Mm-hmm. And I also wonder, I think about how they honestly are big breakfast eaters and then very, very light lunch eaters. And I have to remember like when I eat a large breakfast, I'm probably not hungry again until three. So we just are in these mindsets where we think that they have to eat at certain times. And do you think that there should be structure? I think it's a really great point. Um, and it's something that I, I talk to customers about a lot. I do believe strongly in structure. I think kids thrive on structure. But I think something parents sometimes lose sight of is that children are just smaller versions of us. And so just like you said, Sometimes we're not as hungry. Sometimes we ate a bigger meal and it takes our bodies longer to get hungry. I notice a lot of times with my children, like in the winter months when they're not quite as active, 
they're also just not quite as hungry. And, and, and I feel the same way. So I think it's important to have a structure. But if your kids are showing that they're not hungry at a certain times, maybe it's time to adapt the, the schedule. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of my family members that are of different generations just kind of shaking their heads at me because I don't give as much at lunchtime. And I think that they're of the mindset of like, they should eat big meals and like clean their plates at every, every meal of the day. And it just is not necessarily going to look so rigid, I guess. Exactly. And, and, and you've got to just roll with the punches with your kids. You know, like sometimes if I'm about to serve lunch and I'll say to them, are you hungry for lunch? And if they say no, then okay. Then I tell them, you know what, in about a half an hour, it'll be lunchtime. We don't want it to get too late because then it's, you know, you miss the boat. But giving them a little bit of a say and a little bit of flexibility is, again, they're just people and they're entitled to that sort of flexibility. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back to more of striking a balance with what they're actually receiving at mealtimes, I think for a lot of women, it's hard to give them the organic, clean, non-processed food, but also maybe those are things that they don't necessarily always want. So how do we strike a balance mentally for ourselves in giving them nutrition, but not everything needs to be overwhelmed with those organic, clean foods? Yeah, I mean, this is like a philosophy that I just have, I guess, in life in general, which is everything's in moderation. I think it's super important to stock your kitchen, whether it's your pantry or your refrigerator, with clean, wholesome, real foods. But I also believe that, you know, you got to live life. And so, you know, in the summertime, kids are going to go out and they're going to have ice cream and it's fun to go out as a family for pizza and do those types of things. So I think it's just really striking a balance. And like I said, not putting too much emphasis on any one particular meal or snack and just recognizing that, you know, 90% of their diet should be all of the foods that you're really proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said look at the whole week, possibly as opposed to maybe even the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to ask you a couple of questions off the cuff that listeners provided me with. And one person asked me, is there any way to keep the space tidier when letting children feed themselves? Because I know that I'm all about with that six to eight month mark when I stop nursing my babies and I introduce either avocado or whatever it is that they just get covered. And I want them to have that experience of the physical process, but how do we allow them to do that and keep it tidy? Is there such a thing? Yeah, I think it's really, really tough. The only thing I've noticed is sort of, I will kind of select which foods I will allow them. So for example, rice is not one that I want them feeding themselves. It's just a disaster cleanup. But I think letting kids get messy and letting kids have a natural relationship with food, especially at that young age, is actually really, really important. And, you know, if parents seem too controlling or too contrived with the, with the setting, it creates an intensity around mealtime. And a lot of what Yumble strives to do is to eliminate that intensity and make mealtime actually something fun and something that kids enjoy. And unfortunately, that might be a little messy. Mm-hmm. And if all else fails, I have this mat that we put under my son's high chair that's been really helpful to not get it all over the rug. Exactly. I'm also a big proponent as many times as we can eat outside. I love outdoor eating. I find I'm more relaxed because it's less of a mess. I don't care if my kids, you know, get things on the floor. Um, so finding settings that work better for you. But I do think parents have to remember to take a deep breath and, and try to make mealtime relaxing. I love the idea of eating outside. My children both get really excited whenever we do lunches outside. So that's a great tip. Call it a picnic and it's all of a sudden like a fun activity. (laughs) Absolutely. 
Another listener asked, how can we encourage our children to stay at the table until the meal is over? It's a great question. I have a bunch of different strategies. The one that I have found most successful with my kids is setting a visual timer. This obviously works a little better for slightly older children, but they make timers that uh, younger kids can kind of understand where there's like a a circle and when the circle's full, that means meal time's over. So I think setting a reasonable amount of time, and again, kids they're not going to sit as long. They're not going to dine the way adults do. But setting a timer for 10 or 15 minutes and letting it be something visual that they can look at, I think is really helpful. No, that is really beneficial. I, I, I think that I struggle with this just on the days, like I said, that my kids don't seem to want to eat as much. And then I'm questioning, do I make you stay at the table? Like, will you get hungry as you're sitting here? Do you just want to play? Yeah, I think once, once you've set it as mealtime, it's important to stick to mealtime. But that's why I like the option of of asking before you bring them to the table because if they're not ready then it's then it's going to be a disaster Mm -hmm. no I really really like that idea how would you suggest working moms who are getting home at five or that supper time hour just what tips do you have for working moms order yummo (laughs) (laughs) I really the the responses we get from moms who rush in the door and only have a minute or two before all the kids start fussing and melting down Yumble dinners are ready in 60 seconds. They are the real, you know, we have so many different kinds of customers, but it's really that scenario that has been, I think, life-changing for people. And it's really kind of how the whole idea started, which is just parents don't have the time right when they walk in the door. It's not realistic. It's not fair for parents to spend their whole Sunday meal planning and cooking and, and not being with their family. I think having prepared meals that are healthy and things that you would otherwise have cooked for your children, but that you can prepare in a split second is really, like I said, Mm life-changing. And I don't think we spoke to this at the beginning of the podcast, but is Yumble for adults and children, or is it just for the children? It's just for the children. I mean, we definitely have parents who eat it, but it's the meals are specifically designed both from a nutritional standpoint, from a portion size standpoint, and from an experiential standpoint for children. So say someone is ordering Yumble and they're having it for their children. I heard that to cut down on some of that stress that maybe dinner time, especially when our kids are super little, it's just not going to look like that ideal. Like we're all sitting around the family enjoying this meal together right now and allow the dinner time to be about you and your husband either after your kids are in bed and if you can wait that long and if you're hungry then then maybe like allow your children to have some independent play while you and your husband sit down and you are your little family unit at that point what do you think about that i'm a big proponent i mean i'm a big believer in family meals um and what we do is on the weekends all of our meals are family meals but realistically during the week Monday through Thursday, it's just not possible. My kids are hungry before we get home, so they have their dinners before we do. Um, and then when we get home, my husband and I either, the kids will join us, but they'll have, you know, either like a, a little snack or they'll eat a little bit of what we're eating, but it, it's not really their dinner time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's more relaxing for us, it's more realistic, and it's not fair to expect them to wait until we get back because they're just, they're hungry earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's obviously no one right way and to just focus on that together time when you have it. I think there was one more listener question. Oh, how do you offer choices to a toddler while keeping boundaries that you have kind of set in what you want to, um, and what you want to offer? So if you're wanting more nutritious food and serving that, how do you offer the, the toddler choices? It's a great question. I think that, um, 
So toddlers love to feel like they aren't in control. And that's why offering them choices is actually great because you are in control of the choices and they get to choose. So my advice is offer them two or three things, not more because it's too many for them to try to choose among. And make sure any of the three choices are things that you're satisfied with. So for example, if it's time to choose a vegetable, pick three vegetables that you would be happy with whichever one they chose. So offering broccoli, cauliflower, and carrots and saying, you know, little Sammy, it's up to you. Which vegetable do you want today? I'm not going to choose. You get to choose. No, that's a great idea. I was talking to my friend Esther and she was saying how her children would just eat crackers all day if we let them. So I, yeah, so by the way, if they like crackers, say, great, you get crackers and you're going to get to choose what topping you want. Do you want avocado on it? Do you want peanut butter on it? Or do you want a slice of cheese? And you get to pick. Hmm. Oh, I really like that. So if all else fails, what are just some quick tips that you have for making mealtime stress-free? The, the most important thing to remember around mealtime stress is that you just have to relax and if, if the meal doesn't go the way you wanted it to, and by the way, it happened to me this morning at breakfast, I took a picture of my counter after my kids went off to camp and I was like, that was a disaster. Um, but you know what? I reminded myself, it's just one meal. They're going to get to camp. They're going to have lunch. They're going to drink water and they're going to be fine. And we're going to tackle breakfast again tomorrow. Um, and I think just remembering that it's just one meal. And, you know, as they ran off, I, I gave each of them a uh, little, you know, box milk. So I knew at least they had something. Um, but I didn't make a big deal about it. I didn't want them to think that I was angry. I didn't want them to think that, you know, the end of the world was happening because they didn't eat a nutritious breakfast one morning. So I think staying calm and having one little backup that you kind of don't make a big deal about is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that we allow just mealtimes to be so stressful. I was telling my husband that the other day that just mealtimes can be the most stressful part of my entire day because of my children's lack of or desire, lack their lack or desire to eat at this point. And I think they just want to continue playing, but that's frustrating because I'm like, I want to get nutrition in you. You need to, you need to be healthy, blah, blah, blah. And I think like you said, just step back and see that you have several meals each day and to not allow it just to be overwhelming. Like we're just eating. This is just food. We're trying to get it in your body and you're going to, if you get hungry enough, you're going to eat. Exactly. And then really the most important thing is, you know, we want to set our children up with healthy eating habits that are going to last them forever. And if we make mealtime dramatic and intense and dreaded, it, they're just going to have a very negative relationship with food. Um, and I think that the earlier we set them up with healthy eating habits and a healthy relationship, the longer and stronger that relationship will be. No, I absolutely agree. One quick last question from me. This is just a personal question. So say my daughter doesn't eat her entire lunch. She just says, I'm full. And she goes up and has her hour of quiet time. I will sometimes leave the food and say, this is what you're allowed until dinner. Like, do you think that I should offer different snacks or I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about snacking? Or should we just like leave those meals that they have left untouched? So, like you said before, you know, there's no right or wrong. Um, different things work for different families and different children. I'm a believer in mealtime is a finite amount of time. And this is what's presented for that 15 to 30 minutes. And after that, it's over. And then if I know that they didn't eat enough, or even if, you know, whatever, we have snacks during the day anyway, I'll present a snack that is nutrient dense so that I make sure that they're getting something if they didn't think that they got enough at lunchtime. But if at lunchtime they didn't eat very much, 
odds are they just weren't so hungry. So, you know, give them something nutritious later in the day and, and hope that dinner time they eat more. Well, at this point, I'll take all the advice I can get. So I think I have a lot to sift through and consider after this conversation as I move forward with my picky eaters. But before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, what is something that you're simplifying right now? AKA, what is your minimalist moment of the week? Um, I am trying to give my kids a little bit more space. I'm noticing this week that, you know, it's summertime and during the school year, things are really hectic and we're going back to back from activities to school to everything. And I'm trying to sort of minimize the uh, intensity of our schedules. So taking a step back, no more after school activities, everyone gets to relax, a little more time on our swim set and just sort of simplifying our summer schedule. Yeah, being more intentional at that time. I was curious about that, how as my children grow, what the summers are going to look like. I had that thought yesterday. Yeah, it's really it's it's really important to use the time to let everybody decompress and relax. Because I think it also the school year does get intense. You know, my two older ones have homework every day, and my son has tests, and you know, he's an adorable nine year old, but he can't keep his himself seated in school. So the school year is it's it's a lot, and we're you know constantly checking up on him and how did you do in school today and how was it? And I think letting kids kind of decompress and relax and not be held quite as accountable for so much is a really nice kind of vacation for them also. Absolutely. Well, and then the second question I have for you is what is something that you can't stop talking about? I guess my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Every stage they go through is something exciting and new and I'm always learning from them. And as much as I sort of, you know, believe that there's a lot more to me than just being a mom. It's watching them grow and be adults as they're getting older. is just really exciting. Definitely agree. I have to intentionally stop myself on date nights from only talking about our children. Exactly. So (laughs) difficult. Well, where can listeners find you and the Yumble delivery service? Yeah. So we are at yumblekids.com. That's our website. And all of our social is yumblekids. And my personal social is Joanna S. Parker. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Great. Well, I will be sure to put all of that information in our show notes so listeners can easily find you on there. And again, I just so appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you so much for having me. What did you think about Joanna's meal planning tips? Is this an area that you struggle with with your own children? As I said throughout the episode, I've never been a huge meal planner, but I do see the benefit of how much time and energy I could save myself each week by just doing so. I can take that decision-making energy and redirect it to more important priorities that actually need my time each week. What do you think? I would like to know. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Facebook page, Instagram account, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.